0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Brendan Rogers speaks on injuries, contracts and transfers. Robbie McCrory is set to leave Rangers and Marco Harras named the new St Mirren captain. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Gordon Diel. Good evening, Andrew. Yeah, never a quiet day in Scottish football, even the close season. Teams out there now uh, taking on pre-season games. Um, still trying to add to their squad Still trying to get one or two out their squad To make room um, But preparations well on their way For the start of the new season Yeah, Brendan Rogers speaking to the media today For the first time since he was unveiled again As mm. the Celtic manager A few interesting things he's had to say today Some of those injuries Alistair Johnson said to be out for six to eight weeks Also talked about you know the fact that there's no no contract news imminent on any other players after the signings or re-signings of Callum McGregor and Kyogo and Dyson Maida? Yeah, but um, good news in the fact of Iwata uh, coming in permanently now. Uh, I think he'll be a very good addition to the squad. I think he made something, 18 appearances mm-hmm. uh, since January in his loan. Um, so obviously Celtic have seen enough that they, they want to make that permanent. But the big blow, I think, for all Celtic fans t- tonight is the fact that Alistair Johnston looks like he's going to miss the start of the season, six to eight weeks, ankle, uh, obviously an ankle injury. He's a big player for him since he's come into Scottish football and Celtic. He's been absolutely brilliant at right back, but it gives other players opportunity. I think Celtic fans will be a bit, you know, they'll be looking, I'm not saying concerned, there's absolutely no chance they'll be concerned, but I think they'd be looking to maybe do more business in the transfer market, I'm sure that'll come because I think Brendan Rodgers addressed it today that with Jota leaving, obviously there's room there to, to fill. Um, so there'll be candidates looked at and I'm, I think there'll be signings coming in. Rangers, on the other hand, have done a lot of business. And great news for St Mern. Mark O'Hara has been absolutely brilliant, signed a new long-term contract. Um, so that's very positive for the... Uh, everybody concerned at Paisley you mentioned all the incomings that have happened at Rangers it looks as if it could be an outgoing Robbie McCrory maybe not happy with his position at the club looking to get first team football elsewhere yeah I, th- I think the lad looked at his opportunity I think it was the last five six games uh, to be fair to Michael Bailey he, he stood by his word uh, he gave him the opportunity I thought he played very well in the, in the games but if you're not going to be the number one and you're in that position of goalkeeper, he's at the age of 25 now. Um, he's at that crossroads his career. Does he sit there at Rangers and hope for another opportunity? And week is, you know, you train week in, week out, and you're not the number one goalkeeper? Or do you decide to take the risk and leave a club the size of Rangers and go and search for, you know, to be the number one at another club? I think the lad's made the right decision if he leaves Rangers because he's not going to be the number one. Butland's been brought in there. You know that the argument as well, look at Craig Gordon, there's injuries and Xander Clark come in, get, gave, was given the opportunity. But I just think that it's the right time for him to go and 
and try and build his career elsewhere. Well, let's hear from you if you've got thoughts on any of these topics or maybe there's something else you want to bring up. 01419511025 is the number you need or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Before we get to the phones, why don't we hear a bit from Brendan Rogers speaking today from their training camp in Portugal. He's been giving an update on the injury situation. Alistair Johnston and Cameron Carter-Vickers he's speaking about here. Cameron's doing very, very well. He's out on the, the pitch. Obviously, the, the surgery that he had um, after the semi-final, he's, he's doing really, really well. So he looks strong. So he's, he's progressing and uh, is well on schedule uh, to be back. Um, so, um, so that's good news. Alistair, yeah, he, he had an issue when he, when he came back um, uh, from sort of international duty and uh, had a slight problem with his with his ankle. So he's had that operation um, uh, on his ankle. He's a couple of little bits removed from uh, uh, from there. Successful. He's out here with us. And uh, like I say, it's it's probably a six to eight week injury, but uh, but hopefully he'll he'll be a bit sooner than that. But uh, but he's prog- he'll progress really well and uh, better to have it done at this stage of the season than sometime in the season. Yeah, six to eight weeks, Brendan Rogers saying there that he hopes it could be a bit sooner than that. But is that the best way of looking at it? Is addressing the situation now at the start of the season rather than you know it cropping up? It may. It sounds as if it was maybe one of these that that he could have played through, but Celtic have decided to to do it now and get it out of the way. Yeah, yeah, and I can understand why. It's not ideal for a player, but the positives now in the modern day game, Andrew, is if you missed pre-season. And every player would tell you the most important part of the season is the pre-season. It gets your fitness levels up. It stands you in good stead for the rest of the year. But these guys are so fit now that, you know, he can afford to miss some of it. He'll be well looked after. He'll be doing other work, obviously, in his fitness. He is a fit lad anyway. Yeah, I think that they've picked the right decision to get this done now. And then, obviously, the benefits later on. Remember, you know, it gives... Anthony Ralston there never let Celtic down as well. They may just add to that as well in that position. But look, for a lad, you always want to you want to look forward to the first game of the season. Obviously, he'd have been that number number two jersey. Well, is it number two he wears? I don't even know if he wears number two, does he? The right back berth, let's say. I like that. <laughs> it's not, not a thing. Yeah, I like that <laughs> statement, the right back berth. Um, but unfortunately, he may miss the first uh, couple of weeks. But... He's a big player for them, but Celtic have got a, a quality squad, a big squad, and it gives other players uh, a bit of an opportunity. Well, let's hear from you. 01419511025. John is up first, a Celtic fan in Coatbridge. John, how are you? Good, good. Thanks, uh, Andrew and Gordon. How are you doing, guys? Hi, John. Yeah, all good, all good. No, Gordon, I've, I've got a point, I think I've spoke to you last year about this guy, and uh, I think there's a player in this guy, Haxabani, which Gordon's I've spoke to you and Matt last year about. And this because obviously Brendan can bring the breast out in players. So what do you think? I think this guy, he didn't run the team, maybe he'll, he'll flourish under Brendan. Yeah, I, I've got to say, um, we've had different opinions in here. Uh, myself and Mark, uh, obviously we work on a Tuesday and a Thursday. I like Haxabanovic. I really do. I think he's got a lot to offer. Um, there's a spell there he couldn't get in the side and then when he came into the team I remember I think it was at Tynecastle against Hearts he was very very poor indeed uh, very disappointing uh, yeah sometimes I change a manager for all all players 
uh, makes such a difference. And Brendan Rodgers obviously knows how to get the best out of players. I'm not saying that Postacoglu didn't, but he may just find himself in an opportunity. Jota's obviously left the building now. So I think he'll get that opportunity through pre-season games and there'll be plenty of games and plenty of opportunity. So it's up to him to show the manager because managers come in all of a sudden just take a shine to players. And, you know, all of a sudden, Haksabanovic could be that number one wide player for him on the left-hand side. They certainly get bags and bags of ability. Um, this could be a big season for him. Yeah, John, do you think Haksabanovic has what it takes to be the direct replacement for Jota rather than Brendan Rodgers dipping into the market for someone else? I honestly do, Andrew Gordon. I just, what I like about this guy is he's, he's more direct than Jota, and I like. I mean, I, I'm one of the fans. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm, I wasn't too bothered about Jota going. I think he's a, he's a great player, but I think I, I'm a I'm a better fan of a bad guy to be truthful. But I just think last year, what I've seen in this Hacks of Banwich, and I know what Gordon's saying, the game he came in against Hearts at Tynecastle, he didn't didn't turn it on. But I think if he gets a run of games, not I mean, he, he could save Celtic money. Not I mean, but obviously I think we're going to sign players. But uh, I just, I just, I, just I, I like his directness about this guy. You know what I mean? And a couple of games, I think it was Hibs, and I can't remember the other game. He scored two cracking goals, cutting in, and more direct. I, I just like the look of the guy. And I think, as I say, if Cos Brendan's in a new manager, he might get the best out of him. Well, let's hear a bit from Brendan Rodgers again because he's been talking about Jota and potential plans to replace him. He had a, a great spell here for the couple of years that he was here, and there's no doubt it was a huge success. I was looking forward to working with him, but listen, the the kids have been given a a life changing offer. I think there's no doubt. While when he was here, they loved being here at the club, enjoyed his life in Glasgow, and uh, he knows that from a football perspective, there's not too many better places to to play his football. However, modern game for a lot of players, it's also a business for them. The careers are short, and he's been given an opportunity. Uh, to, to go and, and look after himself and his family. So um, so we, we have to respect that. So he's gone. And of course, we, we get some really talented players here. But um, we, we would like to do some, uh, some business uh, to improve that area of the team as well. Yeah, John, it does sound a bit like Brendan Rodgers is thinking of dipping into the market for a wide player. Aye, sounds like it. Aye, but I said, I mean... I, I think Haxa Banks is a guy that could play a, a number of roles as well. He's not just a winger, as I say. I like about him his directness, not I mean he's sort of more he's, he reminds me I know maybe this is a kind of talking rubbish there, but he reminds me when Tony walked first out of the scene, not I mean he was quite direct. I know it didn't work out for Tony. But that's what I like about him. He just he's more a direct player. But uh, I obviously will miss Jota, but I mean I think I've got well confidence in Brendan that he'll sign something. What I've seen of this young Australian boy, he looks a good player. I mean maybe he's one for the future, but uh, I just, I think, I trust that Brendan in the transfer market, you know what I mean? But I've said to the boy last week I was on, uh, I would like Celtic another goalkeeper. So I'd like to that Angus Gunn. I think he's a good sign for Celtic. John, just on the injury news that Brendan Rodgers was talking about earlier on, there's a, a chance that and Alistair Johnson could miss up to two months. Is that a concern, you know, looking at uh, the, the first part of the season? It is, yes, because I think, as, as Gordon said there, I was to reiterate, as guys come in and I think if this guy's been in for the start of the season, they'll get play of the year because he's, it was absolutely fantastic. Don't be wrong, Tony Ralston can do a good job as well. He's done well. But the Alistair Johnson is, I mean, we all, when Juranovic left, we all thought, oh, it's going to be a big loss. But this guy's come in and to me, he's a far better player than Juranovic. He's a better defender and he brings more to the team. 
Yeah, is it just a case of Anthony Ralston, you think, will slot in there? Could you see Celtic doing any business to bring in another right-back? Or do you think that, you know, Brendan Rodgers will feel well covered with, with Ralston and Johnston in there? Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see how he handles it. It's only six to eight weeks. And you heard Brendan Rodgers talking there earlier, saying that it could be, could be early. Depends how quick you heal, Andrew. Everybody's different. I don't think fitness will be an issue at all. I think the lad... Is a, a very, very strong athlete. He's a very, very good player indeed. And Ralston, every time he's played for Celtic, and look, he's not the number one choice at right back, but he's never really let Celtic down. He can get in there. So I don't think Brendan Rodgers will be in such a rush to go in and fill that number two jersey. I think where he's looking at is the forward line. Um, a lot of Celtic fans, and I did say earlier, he's not really signed a lot of players, but... Where I think the strongest part of the transfer market for Celtic and Brendan Rodgers has been is in-house because he's tied up three terrific players for, you know, long-term contracts, especially the captain, Callum McGregor. So um, they're doing their business very quietly. They're going along there. They're over in Portugal. They'll be working away. You heard them there. Carter Vickers is a very important player. Let's not be kidded for Celtic at centre-back. He's on the, the way back, recovering very well. So the one thing you just want to do as a manager and, and the coaching staff is you want to get everybody through pre-season. You want their fitness up. You want their sharpness up. And you just want to limit the amount of injuries. You do pick up little niggles. And unfortunately, they've decided on Alistair Johnston to again get the operation just now. I think everybody agrees that's the right decision. But they're certainly well covered with the size of the squad they've got. Another injury that Brendan Rodgers was talking about today is Mikey Johnston, who is set to miss three months with a back issue. And he's a player that's just had no luck whatsoever with injuries, has he? Because he spent last season out on loan in Portugal, had a, a successful time of it by all accounts. He'll have been hoping to try and get back in at Celtic under Brendan Rodgers and hit the ground running, trying to get into his plans. But three months out, especially he's, you know, hit the ground running in the international side of things as well. He's obviously switched allegiance to Ireland. He's started off well there, but he's just been, you know, another bit of bad luck. Yeah, it's just been unfortunate for a lad, I think, going out and loan and going to a different country has, has been brilliant for him. Um, and all of a sudden you see yourself progressing, you become a better player, you get more games, you get more confidence, you get more experience, you see a new manager coming into the building and you think, right, okay, it's a, it's a fresh start for me, I'm going to go there and I'm going to show him what I'm capable of. And then all of a sudden it's a setback again for him. I feel for a lad, um, but... That's what happens in football. That's that's the nature of the business. Sometimes it goes for you, sometimes it goes against you. Just now, he'll feel that everything's going against him. He just has to make sure he recovers well and then get the opportunity to show Brendan Rodgers what he can do. You mentioned the, the best bits of business that Celtic have done this summer are the, the contract extensions they've managed to hand out. Brendan Rodgers was asked about that today. There's been a lot of Celtic fans on the phones speaking about, you know, is Rio Hatati going to be next? Is Cameron Carter-Vickers going to be next? Brendan Rodgers was asked if there is any contract news imminent and he said there won't be. Nothing pending at the moment. I think uh, those guys were, were up for renewals and it was important that you know people talk about players coming in. I think it's very important to look to keep your best players where you can and I think uh, the two guys signing along with Callum uh, is a fantastic boost for the squad. You know, Kyogo and Dyson have been uh, outstanding players for the club. So, 
so to, to tie them down, it was it was great business by the club and also for Callum um, to extend his, his time for another five years is uh, it's absolutely brilliant news for the club. He's such a pivotal player now and the real heartbeat of the team, uh, but also how he leads the team is, is superb. So I'm really, really happy that he's committed also. And, uh, and like I say, if we can get some more strength in over the, over the coming weeks, then it'll put us in a great place uh, to take on all the challenges for the for the season. John, were you in that camp of hoping that more players would be extending their contracts? I mean, as I said last week, with Callum Hingwood, I think that's been the best signing, as Gordon said there. That's the guy, he's a heartbeat of the team, and obviously Brendan knows him for a four. But as you see, going to Mikey Johnson there, I think I spoke to you last year, Gordon, about him. Mm. He's a good player, a talented boy, but I think it's time Celtic cut their ties with the boy. So it is. I think it's time they you know what I mean I think he's just, he's not going to do it at Celtic I just think I mean you see I know he's done well last year in Portugal and and he's done well a couple of games with the public but I think it's time Celtic to let him go uh, See that one that's a difficult one for me I, I totally understand where John's coming from right because you see him and you think he's not got a future he went out to Portugal he plays football and he's been terrific um, the boy has good talent he comes back. Now, things could have changed very quickly and that's what happens in football. All of a sudden, you've had a run of games, you've had manager that believes in you, the confidence grows, you've got another year under your belt, a bit more experience, you come back, you hit the ground running, Brendan Rodgers could take to you right away and think, yeah, he could be a big part, but the boys get injured. You've seen players before, you know, and you, know, you can even go back, I know it's a different case, but... The Celtic captain that everybody lords over and loves that's just signed a five-year deal, he went out, was it Dunfermline? Notts County. Notts County. Not even close. No, <laughs> uh, but, but they wear the same strips. I think that's where the problem was. Um, Juventus, maybe? He, uh, yeah, Juventus as well. He went out in loan and he come back and he was absolutely brilliant. And it was the fact that you go and you play... He was a lot younger than Mikey Johnson yeah, was, though. That, Mikey but, Johnson's, but what, 24 now? Yeah, you but, would expect at that point, if you've come through the academy, that you'd be playing more regular football at that point. Callum McGregor was playing regular football, winning trophies for Celtic at that age. Yeah, the, the difference is, for me, Andrew, is you go and you get games and you become a better player and you get confidence. I'm not saying for one minute that Mikey Johnston has got to come in and be the number one choice or whatever. It's just unfortunate the boy, I don't think, I agree with John, I don't think that because of the back injury and the length that he's going to be out, and I think that you hear Brendan Rodgers talking about, you know, we're looking to maybe replace Jota and you get Haxa Banovic, Abadas, and you've still got the experience of James Forrest, Maeda, all these lads still there, it'll probably be in front of them. So I think that in time to come, you will probably see Mikey Johnston leaving the build. Well, thank you to John. After the break, we're going to be taking a look at Robbie McCrory's situation at Rangers. So if you've got any thoughts on that, give us a call 01419511025. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And you can get involved as well. 01419511025. There was a story last night that it made me laugh, but it also made me think that this is exactly something that you would have done in mm. your playing career, Gordon. Mo uh, Sangari, yeah. signed by Livingston. 
this yep. summer and he was set to make his debut last night he was meant to be in the starting lineup against Queen's Park so there he goes he turns up at the Tony Macaroni Arena mm-hmm. and there's no one there because the game is at Lesser Hamden and <laughs> he turned up late to the game because he went to the wrong stadium that is it's not the best first impression to make is it in the first yeah. friendly I had to have a chuckle this morning when I when I read the story I've been there Andrew uh, how many times is the question uh, oh, <laughs> a few uh, the, the one the one stadium that was my biggest problem I don't know why was uh, Tynecastle and I remember we were playing Hearts and I was the manager at the time and I turned up at Murrayfield uh, but you, I, as the manager, yeah. turned up at the wrong stadium. Yeah, because what was, kind of example was that? Well, uh, uh, the, the reason you can't even wa- get the stadium right. The, the reason was you always sat in the team bus, so you never really paid attention. And I'd played at Tynecastle, I'd been Tynecastle a lot, but as always, you met, you got on the team bus, you didn't really pay much attention. Tynecastle was my, just one of those stadiums, uh, terrible. So I turned up at Murrayfield, and I thought, oh, there's not going to be much a crowd here, and. Um, <laughs> You should have seen my face when they brought out the ball. I thought, we've got a chance. <laughs> um, and I had to stop in the way, true story, I had to stop in the way and I asked a few supporters the directions and um, you could actually see them saying, I think we're in trouble. The manager doesn't even know. Could you imagine the manager <laughs> of the club you support stopping you and asking you where your game is that day? Well, my sat, <laughs> my sat nav wasn't working at that time. Uh, I don't even think my car was um, that modern. I had a sat nav. Um. I think those fans should have just packed it in and gone home. <laughs> Clearly not going to win that game. Look, so so I, I'm totally with the young lad that uh, he turns up at the wrong venue. We've all been there. We've all made mistakes, but um, I did have a little bit of a chuckle at it. Goodness me, he did make it to Lesser Hamden in time, but I think David Martindale decided to sit him in the stand just to teach him a bit of a lesson and attention to detail, but I'm sure it will be okay. To be fair, I think David Martindale said that it happened last season with another one of their new signings as well, so yeah, clearly there's yeah, a bit the, of a communication the, issue there. You remember, these lads are coming into Scotland, they don't know their way about, sometimes the communication is not the greatest. So. You say these lads are coming into Scotland, you, someone who's lived here <laughs> all your life, <laughs> I wasn't apart a f- from that failed three-week spell in Australia. I, I wasn't a frequent visitor <laughs> to uh, Edinburgh unless I was getting married, um, so I think it was why I forgot the, the streets and the places of Edinburgh, the capital, so I'm going, I'm going to spare them a I'm going to give him a bit of slack, let me say that. A story about you that generally doesn't even surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> right, let's hear from you at home, 01419511025. Let's take a look at Robbie McCrory, shall we? Because plenty of reports today that he's told Michael Beale that he wants to leave Rangers in search of first-team football. He is expected to be behind Jack Butland in the pecking order this season. He's 25 now. He has ambitions to go out and be a number one elsewhere. Can you understand that 100% I, I think it, it's easy for a player to look at the financial situation and I don't blame them uh, because at the end of the day you could have a bit of bad luck and you know be, have an injury that puts you out of the game and uh, you're sitting there and so I can totally understand that I can see that there have been a few players in the past are happy to sit at clubs knowing that they're not going to get the opportunity but financially, they're going to be okay. Um, but I like the fact that this lad's decided, I don't see me being number one at Rangers. I think he's accepted that now. 
So you want to go and make a career of yourself. You don't want to get to the, the age of 35 or whatever it may be when you decide to hang up your boots, Andrew, and think, I was a professional footballer for all those years. I trained day in, day out, week in, week out. And look at the amount of appearances I've had. You know, there's no memories there. Um, so it's a short life in the fo- in the, the football game. And I think you've got to make the best of it. And if you get an opportunity to go out and try and claim a number one spot, get games in, create those memories for yourself, I think it's the best road to go down for them. Well, let's speak to Billy, who's a Rangers fan in Clyde Bank. Billy, what are you making of it all? Hi, how you doing, Andrew? Thanks for putting me through to the show. Um, I totally agree with Gordon Dale. Um, McCrory has, by his time over the last so many years, he's been behind McLaughlin, he's been behind McGregor and all the rest of it. But when he has got the chances, he's supplied and demand, if you know what I mean. Um, he's he came in against Celtic in that game, and it was Rangers won one nothing, so it's a clean sheet. He's come in the last five games and other games as well, and he's provided the service. And I'm just I'm I'm actually angry with Rangers for no making merry a deal of it. I know Jack Butland's in, and obviously he's number one because he's he's got the uh, the reputation behind him and all the rest of it. But could Rangers not have done something to make McCrory say, "Listen, let's fight for a number one jersey." You know, well, get Jack Buckland and then let's see if, if he can get because I think this is going to this is going to happen uh, this season because if McCrory leaves right and you've obviously got John McLaughlin who's already stated he wants to leave and so is the manager he says um, McLaughlin's no part of so what's the goal I don't, I don't think he said that publicly at all I, I remember towards the end of the season he was asked about John McLaughlin but he didn't say anything specifically about him not being in his plans or about him oh, leaving I think I have seen a couple of reports certainly that, mm. that he may be one of the ones that, that could move on but when it comes to McCrory you know Billy's talking about you know him being there and, and fighting for the shirt Michael Beale gave him his opportunity towards the end of the season and it, you know, if it is to be believed that Jack Butland is going to be the number one is it not just a case of a manager giving a player an opportunity and thinking, you know what, I'm actually going to go in a different direction. I think that conversation's probably been had behind closed doors, Andrew. Of that, there's no doubt. I think the the manager would have sat down with McCrory, had a chat, said, look, I give you your opportunity the last five games or whatever it may be. I don't think they let Rangers down. Uh, I think he's always been, uh, he's always played very well every time I've seen him. I think the manager doesn't think he's got the... Because it's going to be a big year for the Rangers manager. There's no doubt in that. You look across the city, Celtic won the treble last year. Their goalkeeper was one of the most experienced goalkeepers going about. Butlin's a very experienced goalkeeper. I know that McCrory's 25, but he's not played a lot of games. Um, So I think that the conversation between player and manager would have taken place. And I do believe that if you look at Butlin coming in and you're McCrory sitting there thinking, what have I got to do here to be the number one? Because I've been given my opportunity. So I'm not the number one after the five, six games, whatever it may be. I think you've got to look at a different path, a different club, a different a different challenge 
Uh, and I think the I think I, I admire the lad because I think the easiest option, and I've seen it before, at clubs the size of Rangers and Celtic and decent money, the easiest option is to sit there and take the wage packet. But he's decided he wants to chase his career. And I wish him all the best if he gets that opportunity because I think it's the right decision for him. Because he'll not only have ambitions of going out and being a number one goalkeeper and playing regularly because he's 25, but on top of that, Steve Clark has shown that he likes Robbie McCrory. He's called him up to a couple of Scotland squads to, despite the fact that he's not really been playing any football. So Robbie McCrory might look at that and think, well, if I'm getting into Scotland squads without even really playing, then... You know, he might have a chance of actually playing for Scotland if he's a regular number one somewhere else. Yeah, he's he's, he's obviously had done under twenty one camps as well. You've got to you've got to kickstart your career somewhere, um, and and unfortunately for a goalkeeper, if you're not the number one, you're sitting there, and you're maybe I'm, I'm, I don't like to use the words hoping because I don't think that's nice. But if the other goalkeeper gets an injury, then that gets you your opportunity. Or a suspension gets you the opportunity. Um, but it could be a long waiting game. And you're right. If you're at that stage, he's at the crossroads of his career. He's 25 years of age. He's still got plenty of time. You look at the goalkeepers nowadays. They're playing well into their 35s over. You know, Craig Gordon, still a top-class goalkeeper as well. Um, so I think McCrory's looked at it, sat down with the manager, had that discussion... And for both parties, I think it is best for them to part. And I think that McCrory could go on and have a very successful career. Well, thank you to Billy. Let's stick with the phones. Brendan is in Greenfield. Brendan, what's on your mind tonight? Yeah, guys. Hey, just a wee backup there for a dazzler about his trip to Tynecastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, years ago, we were going through to Tynecastle. My mate's carried no long past his test. No clue where we were going. We're up on all the roundabouts at the top end of Edinburgh, you know, on the way in. He's this guy with the green and white bar scarf. I thought, right, follow him. Follow this guy for about five miles. He's going a different way. I stopped at a shop and I jumped in and says, maybe you're following me to Tynecastle. I'm trying to through the eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're glad you actually got the opportunity to ask him instead of just following him all the way through to Glasgow. I will, I definitely, definitely. But I'll see where I'm going, guys. Um, just about the Celtic transfer business. Oh, uh, I think we'll get plenty of time left. You know, as I say, you know, some folk will maybe start sort of panicking a wee bit. You know, we've got plenty of time. We've got, you know, we've not got the qualifiers that we've had in the, the, the previous years, obviously, except for last year. You know, so there's, you know, the, the team's away at the moment. Um, back in Glasgow in the next sort of maybe 10 days, 10, 10 12 days, and I think you'll just see things ramp up there. I think you'll see things start to motor then, you know, so. Uh, is there a few things to look at when you know if there is any Celtic fans that are maybe getting a bit twitchy about the the lack of transfer activity? Is that Celtic finished the season with a treble winning squad? Mm. The only players they've really lost from are Aaron Moy, who's retired, and Jota, who's gone for a big fee. And on top of that, Celtic's first competitive game of the season isn't until the fifth of August. So, is there any reason to panic at the fact there hasn't been no drastic changes to the squad? Not at all. Um, I think that they're in a very good position. It's different from Rangers. Rangers had to rebuild. They lost a lot of players. They had to rebuild their squad, bring in new players. They had to do their business early. And I think that they're going about their business the right way. But Brendan Rodgers has come in. He's settled everything down. Um, he's concentrated in-house and got people on long-term contracts so they can put that to bed. 
they're looking at one or two guys coming back, Carter Vickers for injury, and, and that's a big plus as well. Um, they've added a couple of players. So, no, and I think I think there will be more signings, but I think that Celtic are in a, in a good place just now. And if you look at the size of the squad and the quality of the squad, even, even if they didn't make a signing, Andrew, uh, and they started off the season... They're still in a very, very good place. Yeah, Brendan, what are you hoping to see Brendan Rodgers do between now and the transfer deadline? Well, I think, as I say, you get back the same, but we're Scottish champions. You know, we won the treble last year, you know, so, you know, we just need to think a wee bit. So, don't get a wee bit panicky when we look at the team across the city, sort of spending money and, you know, you know, that are going all over the place. But that's their business. That's let them do what they're going to do. Um, but I just think that, you know, where I would like to see is adding a bit of strength is in the centre half position. I think we need a wee bit of, a wee bit of cover there. Um, possibly, you know, this Kieran Tierney story, which is doing around, I can't see how that's going to work, you know, financially for Arsenal. I can't see how that's going to work. Um, so yeah, I'll put, I'll put that one to Gordon because I think it was a story in the mirror today mm-hmm. that, you know, suggestions that Kieran Tierney may be willing to take a pay cut to return to Celtic. Could you, do you see any possibility of that? Um, I'm. I'm sort of a in between with this one, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm glad we pay you for your opinions. Yeah, but I, I agree with Brendan's the fact that if you look at financially, you think how could how could this possibly work, right? But knowing Kieran Tierney, because I come from the same part of the world as him, um, I know the sort of type of lad he is, and the family he's, he, he comes off. As much as everybody likes money, and that's a massive amount of money. Kim Tierney, I think, is a football guy that just wants to play football, loves the game, loves playing football. He's a terrific talent. There's no doubt he loves Celtic. Absolutely no doubt in that. Um, but it would take it would take a lot financially. That's where the biggest problem's going to be because I don't think Arsenal, with the money that they've spent and what they're doing in the transfer business, are prepared to say to Celtic, okay, we'll take a big chunk of his wages and you pay X, Y and Z. I think they'd rather have them off the books. And there are teams in the Premier League in England that'll take Kieran Tierney in a heartbeat and still pay him a large pay packet. But I just put it that I wouldn't be amazed, but I think it would take it would take a lot for this deal to get done. Well, thank you to Brendan. Before the break, let me tell you about something a bit different. Oh, you're kidding me on. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. The Cash Register. Clyde One. Well, Caroline from Kilwinning picked up the phone after three rings today when she got the cash register call. She was surrounded by her colleagues when Gary told her she'd won over £39,000. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh wow. My God. Can't believe it. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you. 
And now it's your chance to win £40,000 tomorrow when we make the next call, but you need to be in the draw. Enter now, text YES to 61025, that's Y-E-S to 61025. If you get a call from us after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings and make sure you know the correct cash register amount. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entry is £2 or call 0330-880-4523. Calls are charged at the standard rate, over 18s only, and all the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. Text YES to 61025 for your chance to win £40,000. Good luck. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still time for you to get involved as well. 0141-951-1025 or you can send us a tweet at... Clyde SSB Another story I wanted to touch on today Is that St Mirren have named Mark O'Hara as their Mm. new club captain He did wear the armband quite a lot Last season because Joe Shaughnessy Was the club captain but Wasn't really in favour under Stephen Robinson A lot of the campaign and when he wasn't playing Mark O'Hara got the armband So it seemed like the next natural step With Joe Shaughnessy now at Dundee Yeah I think it's a terrific uh, Decision Um he was in the studio doing the show. Lovely lad, um, you know, very positive about St Mirren. Signed a, a new contract as well this season. Committed to the club, the fans, one of the fans' favourites. Um, knows where the back end is, can score a goal. He's been terrific for St Mirren. And uh, this is uh, icing on the cake for him. I'm delighted for him. And uh, I wish him all the very best. It's just shown the impact he's made in one season. It almost feels like he's been at St Mirren longer than that, doesn't it? Because it was only last summer that he left Motherwell to move to St Mirren, but played 41 times, scored 12 goals in all competitions. He really has just become a key figure for them. Yeah, some clubs just shoot you, Andrew. Um, he played well at Motherwell, but I didn't think he, he played as well as he's he's doing in Paisley. Uh, with the buddies, he's, he's been terrific since he's gone in there. Uh, he's added goals to his game. That comes from confidence. He knows the manager, obviously. Likes working under um, the manager there. So... I think that's good news for St Mirren. I really do. I know that fans like to see new players come in, get the excitement, but like Celtic, doing it in-house, the commitment's there, you know that he's got to be the captain. Um, I think that's a very good decision. It's not just by leading on the pitch. You've got to accept, uh, you've got to set the examples off it, and we know that he certainly does that. They'll really be looking to kick on this season and try and build on that sixth place finish because when Stephen Robinson was Motherwell manager he essentially just had to rip up his squad every single summer and sign a whole new squad just with the way the the contracts worked there but in this St Mirren squad Curtis Main has left which you know he's a big player for them last season Joe Shaughnessy's left but wasn't really playing Richard Tate is retired he spent a lot of last season injured Eamon Brophy left but spent the second half of last season out on loan so it's a pretty settled squad that Stephen Robinson will be working with going into this season yeah, and a lot of players that he obviously has worked with for a long time and knows very, very well. Um, it was a terrific season for St Mirren last year. Uh, top six finish, uh, some entertaining games. Um, you know, so they'll be looking to build on that. But there's other teams as well. You look at Motherwell, for instance, the the run they had under Kettlewell, it was terrific. Um, Livingston always stay in the league, don't they? We write them off year in, year out, but they always seem... To be there, uh, it's big seasons for Kamarnock and teams like that as well. 
So it's going to be, I think it's going to be a terrific, terrific season. I can't wait for August to start. Well, let's go back to the phones. John is a Celtic fan in Knightswood. John, what are you thinking tonight? Are you there, John? Hello. There we go, got you. What are you thinking tonight, John? Well, no, just adding to the call I was on earlier about saying about Mikey Johnson's Titans up at Parkhead. And I think, no, I don't think it is. I think the boys still got a lot to offer us. What is it that you've seen from him that makes you think that he'll be able to make an impact? Well, I think under Hans Postcoglu, maybe the players were ahead of him. He was, when he was on the party, he was trying too hard. I remember against Bordeaux Glimp, he missed a kind of glaring one-on-one in one the goalkeeper. But I thought it was just down to lack of confidence. And being a striker, when I played myself, strikers play on confidence, but most players, players do, but especially strikers. And I also thought if he, if he put that in that night, you'd have seen a different Mikey Johnston after that. You know... Is there also a numbers game here though, Gordon, where you look at the players in those positions? You've got Sead Haksabanovic, Leila Bada, Marco Tilio, Dyson Maida, that's four. Brendan Rodgers has said today that he's looking to bring in a replacement for Jota. That's five wingers already for those two slots. And then Mikey Johnson on top of that, assuming that Brendan Rodgers is going to play with, with two wingers. Will it be tough for him to compete amongst those? Yeah, and he's standing behind the pack as well, obviously, with the the, the bad news of the injury. Andrew, uh, the problem with Mikey Johnson, I, I think everybody would agree, he's a very talented player. Of, of that, there's no doubt. He's, he's, he's got terrific ability. He wasn't consistent enough at Celtic. Now, you can argue the point, was he given that run of games that every player talks about, you know, how can I show what I can do if I'm only in and out and coming off the bench. I need a run of games. I need, you know, five, six, seven consecutive starts. I remember watching Mikey Johnston against St Johnston years ago uh, at Celtic Park. I think Celtic beat them 7-0 that day or something. Mikey Johnston was unplayable. He was absolutely sensational. I'd have paid money to get in and watch him, so it showed you how good he was that day. But he's not really lived up to that. But he's certainly got it in his locker and it'll be interesting to see where the boy's future does go because uh, he went out to Portugal. I like the fact that players go to different countries and, you know, you learn different styles of football, you learn different styles of coaching under different managers, uh, lifestyles, obviously. He's come back and I think he was really excited at the fact that Brendan Rodgers has come in. He's had a run of games. He must have felt good about himself, but unfortunately, it's, a, it's been a setback for him. John, do you think he'll be able to get into the team ahead of those names I mentioned? Well, I think it's got to be a hard challenge. I said, but I know Brendan believes in him, and that gives you confidence when you a manager that believes in you. And he said, nothing I'll restore his confidence. I think he can. He can push his way in. Callum that... McGregor went on loan for a couple of times. And a lot of people thought he was on the way out the door. And as I said, he's basically a player we can't do without these days. Is that something to look at as well? Is in Brendan Rodgers' final season, of course, he didn't complete that final season in charge of Celtic as their manager, but Mikey Johnson played 23 games in all competitions, scored five goals. So he is a player that Brendan Rodgers knows well. Yes, a lot of time has passed since then, but Brendan Rodgers will already have some sort of opinion on... Mikey Johnson already Well I, I, I'm not too sure about that Right I, I, In the sense of You know He'll not make up his mind Right away Because Mike, I don't think Brendan Rodgers Would have seen a lot of Mikey Johnston Last season in Portugal If I'm uh, Truly honest And I'm the same So It'd be interesting to see And 
players are given opportunities in pre-season and some some players just out the blue have grasped the, those opportunities but it's not going to happen for Mikey Johnson because obviously of his injury and everything but it'll be interesting going forward what happens to the lad because as I said earlier he has got talent yeah three months out with a back issue we'll see if he's able to work his way into Brendan Rodgers plans after that but thank you very much to John that is all we've got time for tonight unfortunately but thank you to Gordon DL in the studio and thank you to you at home if you listened in or if you phoned or if you tweeted as well I'll be back tomorrow night from 6 o'clock it'll be Hugh Keevans in the studio with me and stay right there because it's Amber up next <laughs>